0: Hello, welcome to Geeky Nations, episode one hundred and nineteen. I'm Mark.
1: I'm Jasmine.
0: Um, and as of, and as of episode one hundred, each week we will be talking about our current viewing, reading, or gaming habits while mixing in a review of adapted adapted content from something from the gaming or comic world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes and before we get started if you are watching on youtube thank you so much we appreciate that we would love it if you would like our video and subscribe to our channel and if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate that as well we would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or podchaser
0: also just a reminder that we do have a ko-fi if you would like to make a donation at all we would be much appreciated so yes. um uh, however this is a slightly different episode normally we do chat about sort of some sort of uh current affairs um nobody got slapped this week
1: no um, no. we're just going to talk about movie drama this week
0: uh no one but slapped this week we're not going to chat about our current habits either we're just going to continue from last week's uh two week special on shazam mm-hmm. um so this week shazam fury of the gods 2023 obviously came out the other day as we all know
1: mm-hmm. so
0: based off characters from Fawcett publishing and dc comics
1: And again, first appearance of Shazam was in Wiz Comics number two in 1940. uh, Shazam was created by Bill Parker and CeCe Beck. Also, the Daughters of Atlas, not from DC Comics. There is a character in DC Comics named Atlas that had a stint in the Justice Society at one point, but that is not the character that they are referencing in this film. So the Daughters of Atlas are pulled directly from Greek mythology, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and un, unbeknownst to him, Billy actually released these gods from their prison when he broke Sivana's staff in the first film. At the end of the first film, um, once they were done with their battle, and I think the only of the of the three daughters we've got, Hespera, uh, Calypso, and Athena or Athena. They, I think they said it two different ways. They her nickname was Anne. Anyway, Athena is known to DC characters because Athena is the god that formed Diana from Clay to give to Hippolyta to answer her prayers for a daughter. Um, so Athena, we're familiar with as DC comic fans, but uh, the in general, the Daughters of Atlas is new to the DC hmm. fandom.
0: I did not realize that. I'm not the strongest Shazam or Wonder Woman expert. <laughs> Uh, so um anyway, uh movie is written by Henry gayden and Chris Morgan, directed by David F. Sandberg.
1: And it stars all of the same people, including Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Grace, Caroline Curry, Jack Dylan Grazer, Rachel Ziegler, Adam Brody, Ross Butler, Megan Good, Lucy Lou, Diamond Hansu, and Helen Aaron.
0: Did you notice, though, the recasting of... Well, not the recast. Actually, no, not even the They didn't recast. They just didn't have no, an, an old
1: Mary anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah they, they got rid of uh, the yeah, the, uh, the actress who played the yeah, the older Mary. Was it Michelle uh, Borth, who played superhero yeah. Mary? So
1: now Mary uh, is old enough that when she transforms, she stays herself.
0: However, uh, when they did the flashback to the first movie, they didn't have the older one. Mm-hmm. So they kind of left her out. So, yeah, that was something that kind of annoyed me because they didn't mention it. Yeah, I not I don't know. I get annoyed when they don't. Uh, <laughs> they kind of ignore these sort of things. So, um. Anyway, so release date was the seventeenth of March, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, running time was one hundred and thirty minutes. Uh, budget was 110 million 120 million something like that uh box office so far obviously we're recording this one week in um box office uh is um 73.5 million like i say one week in
1: yeah i mean i think it's going to make its money back but it is not being received well so far uh so as as with all dc properties at the moment rumors rumors about the turmoil on set and the drama and the this and the that and oh my god I love it I love it it's like watching an episode of like the Kardashians or something okay so we all know the drama with Black Adam and all of the jockeying that The Rock did to get Henry Cavill back into the DCEU to have that mid-credit scene with Black Adam well originally Shazam's mid-credit scene was supposed to include two characters from black Adam that were coming to recruit Shazam for the justice society. But the rock was like, Nope, you ain't using none of my characters from my movie. And so they didn't have access to, they wanted to use Hawkman and Cyclone to come out and to recruit Shazam. And they could not do that. So the director had to make an executive decision and they decided to pull in some of the peacemaker characters, which still makes sense in the grand scheme of like this shared universe, though, who knows how much longer this universe is going to be shared. Um, so we got two characters from Peacemaker. We got Amelia and John that came out to recruit Shazam by way of Amanda Waller. So Amanda Waller still pulling some strings behind the scenes, even in Shazam. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I am so, I am so curious. Like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall over at DC and Warner brothers just to kind of like hear what goes on in these meetings. Like how, how, I can understand like why you would want to stake yourself like with The Rock because The Rock is such a big draw but like how did you guys just give him the run of everything like how did he get to be the end-all be-all and not only in his film but like all of the stuff that that has happened supposedly allegedly happened we have lost Henry Cavill as Superman we have we are not getting a Black Adam sequel and very likely we are not getting a third Shazam film like I mean what what are, what are what are we doing? What is happening? I, I assume the Shazam
0: it. potential Shazam sequel is not to do with the rock though I assume that's more James Gunn also I'm uh, assume it will be how well received financially this film will be um, yeah.
1: well, let's after, be honest after this, a week it's not looking good <laughs> let
0: be, let's be honest if this film made a billion. Oh yeah. They would they would say look, um, yeah, Jay, Any
1: the, film made a billion. If The Fantastic yeah. Four movie from a few or you know, like if anything, anything made a billion dollars, they're making like 15 sequels. Like that's not yeah, yeah. that would never be an issue.
0: Um also what sorry, hold on. I know go back up. What was the, the budget was, uh, was 100 the, yeah. to 125. Uh yeah, let's okay, even if this made 500, 600, they would make a sequel for this. So Well,
1: the first one made 333. Yeah. So and that that I'd... made
0: and and it made I think we said uh, it made similar levels of return compared to Black Adam.
2: Yeah.
1: So So I think yeah. mm, I mean I'm I'm I still see this movie making its money back. I think it's probably going to hit close to 300. Maybe like 270 to 300 million I think this one will make give it some time.
0: Mm. I was reading an article about the I was reading an article earlier about about this movie and the general feel is that Warner Brothers have already written this film off and almost abandoned ship already. I didn't see what the the movement was on the online release, but apparently they've moved it up from mm. what they had previously. Uh, so Uh You said
1: the online release?
0: Yeah, so the, the digital release apparently that's been moved up.
1: So oh, I, that's not good. Uh, if they're pulling yeah. it out of theaters that soon.
0: Well, I don't know if they're necessarily pulling it out, but whatever the release date was, I, I, I didn't take a note of it but whatever the release date was on mm-hmm. the online release they're, they're bringing it like closer so i just um I, I wish field... they would
1: go through a lot of this in private like i hate that they have to go through all of this drama in public because mm. like every time someone leaks something it's like oh god speculate 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 like i just i don't know i just i want to know like i, I want to know what the plan is i guess like we all have to wait for the flash right like everybody is just mm. hinging everything on this flash movie to see where that leaves the dceu once that movie comes out
0: i think the problem with with this movie was i think james gonna announce his plan of the flash is going to kind of reboot the DCU. Mm-hmm. however before we get to the flash we've got this movie aquaman i think um and was there another movie uh oh blue blue beetle oh, um yeah. And then we've got the flash, I think I can't remember the exact I can't remember the timeline of when they're all coming out now. But he we've got those three movies that are kind of just made and they are what they are.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then we've got the flash, and then from there we're gonna have his whole new DCU.
2: Right.
0: I think he should have made his announcement after the flash. I sh- I think he should have let these films come out as it were, as they mm-hmm. were, and he should have said like the the announcement of the restructure will come after the flash or something like that, like, you know, we've got these four films in the bag. You know, I'm, I don't want to take away from them. You know, you could yeah. have even just been honest saying, I don't want to take away from these films. I'm fully behind these films. My announcement will come after these films that have already been made before I came along. Uh, you know, you could even say, look, I've made a few tweaks to them just mm-hmm. to, to to get them into where I'm going. But they're stand on the, you know, they stand their own. They're part of the DCU, etc. But what he did, I think, by throwing up that announcement of... You know this is my new 10-year plan from The yeah. Flash. Was actually these three films actually don't really matter anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, you
1: you just said that your hundred plus million dollar films are useless.
0: Yeah. So by saying that, he's actually lost DC uh Warner Brothers quite a lot of money, I would imagine. He should have been fully supportive of these films. Yeah. I um, which I don't so I think, yeah, between James Gunn and The Rock. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they all need to grow up a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of ego being fl- fr- th- thrown Ooh, around. Oh boy, yes, and, uh,
1: <laughs> good like, grief! Uh, like even, I don't even, even know how James, they all fit in the same room.
0: Even James Gunn, like, like you know, they've all got, they've all got their, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. They all want to be the king in the room, don't they? I think, although at the moment, though, James Gunn's got more power than The Rock, which must really wind The Rock up. So, mm-hmm. um. What's yeah, funny man. is, you know, what's funny is, you know, the actress that they had from um, Peacemaker show up at the end. Yeah, um,
1: that's his wife. That's wife. That's his wife. That's mm-hmm. his wife.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Wifey got work. Like he's uh, not. He's not cutting her paycheck. That's for sure. Uh,
0: oh yeah, she's in pretty much everything now. So, yeah. Uh, I think she was in people, Black Adam too. Well, yeah. She, well, I think a few people are giving uh, him shit about that, like nepotism. <laughs> but I mean, you know his wife of course he's going to help her out like
1: well yeah i think they met like on the set of the suicide Suicide squad Squad. yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Like, so she was already in that before that was happening and then she hasn't been in a massive amount since she was in peacemaker a cameo in black adam and now a cameo in shazam 2 Mm -hmm. so uh i'm sure we'll see more of her though
1: let's be honest say
0: she's gonna side with james Gunn, not the rock so
1: i mean uh, at this she point, knows our, uh, yeah. her, she knows
0: where our <laughs> bread is. But
1: so.
0: uh, right, anyway, um, summary for the film. Film continues the story of uh, teenager Billy Batson, uh, who, upon reciting the, the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego Shazam. Obviously, summaries from IMDb. Tiny, tiny, uh, two line summary. Yeah. Uh, as we said earlier, it is it is a continuation in every sense of the word, from the previous
2: movie.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I've got some thoughts on, actually, that, but, you know, saving the day from the previous bad guy essentially created this whole movie. Mm -hmm. And and we've also got the continuation of the the found family drama, and as well as introducing new villains. And, yeah. And then, uh, whilst I feel kind of been Mm standalone-ish, is a DCU film, so...
1: It is. I mean, I think obviously you had to have seen the first one to understand this one, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to have seen anything else in the DCEU. So, yeah, I would still say Shazam is very, very sort of independent of the rest of the DCEU. Do you
0: want to um, summarize your thoughts on this movie?
1: So I, I enjoyed this movie. I think I really like the sort of lighthearted tone that Shazam had in the first film and continues to have in this one um and i very much like that he's kind of an idiot and mainly because like he's still a kid and it it makes sense that he doesn't that he's not like suddenly mature like oh no i have these powers and this responsibility and so i better like grow up like he hasn't gotten there yet um and so i i think it's really great that they kind of kept him at a level where he's just like I have no idea what the hell I'm doing like honestly like I don't I mean without you guys I'd be nothing Um, again love the found family that's still one of my favorite tropes Um, and I really like the way that they kind of play up to Billy's insecurity throughout the film and his insecurity is like shit I'm almost 18 and when I'm 18 you know you age out of the foster system there's no more state support yada 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 then what? Like, I don't, uh, this is the first time I've ever felt comfortable and had like a place to call home and people to call family. And he didn't want to lose that. And so by him not wanting to lose that, he became extremely clingy and like overprotective of everyone else and didn't want them to go off and do their own thing either. Like he got really frustrated with Freddie. And I mean, you can understand why Freddie wants to be in his Shazam character all the time, because Freddie has trouble walking. Like he has a degenerative disease. Like, of course he'd want to be in his superhero form where his body is perfect, you know? Um, And then Mary chose not to go to college and to stay home and get a job and to help out with the family. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I I really like the, the humanity that we get in this one. Like they just have regular problems. Like they're, they're regular people with regular problems. It's, and and then on top of all that, it's like, Oh, well, we got to save the world from these vengeful gods. Like, um, I don't know. I really like the balance. Uh, I really do. A, a lot of people give the Shazam franchise like shit for being too hokey or cheesy or too young, mm-hmm. but I mean, these—they're kids, you know. Like they're kids in these costumes, so it to me it makes perfect sense that they are a bit immature and that some of the things that they do are a bit silly and stupid. But they still have big hearts and they still have this urge to help people, even if they fuck it up sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I think for me this movie what was it? Came out came out like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And um generally online people have been not saying the best of things about this movie, which I don't know, it doesn't really inspire you with confidence when you walk in. Yeah. Uh, to the movie theatre. Uh, however, I actually enjoyed this film. I thought yeah. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Look, it's not going to change my life. It's not going to win probably many awards or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it was a good continuation of the first film. It, it kind of really did follow on. Other really the only other tweak was the Mary thing that they got rid of the older one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of annoys me a little bit that <laughs> that like the parents didn't know. I um, I kind of had to write that a little bit off as yeah. There we just need to pretend that bit didn't happen.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, I think overall, I think I really it did enjoy this movie. I enjoyed just everything about it. Really just, it was funny still. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, I guess, serious when it needed to be, especially around certain, maybe dying scenes, maybe mm-hmm. not dying scenes of different characters. I like the fact that we got more into the mythology. I love the, uh, their sort of lair had how it had different rooms, yeah. so you know, like very Harry Potter esque. Yeah, um, with, I love the, the
1: library. Onto, that was a
0: really yeah, nice library.
2: addition. Yeah,
0: yeah, the library, the magic door room. Um, I, Yeah, so I, lo- I loved how we, uh, you know, we got more of the wizard. You know, so I love, I loved how, how it built into the mythology, also connected slightly with Wonder Woman's mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know. I just think overall it was a good, nice, stand- nice. DC movie, and actually, where DC movies have generally been quite dark, this movie actually, again, in the first movie, did quite well to stand apart from that. But I mean, actually, the right. more light hearted one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so it's like a kind of a I don't know, like kind of a, a movie with some slight heart and not, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it
1: doesn't feel dire, like it, it yeah, actually, yeah, did... dire,
0: that's a word, yeah, yeah. Dire. It, it was not as, it's not as dire as. Batman versus Superman and Man right. of Steel and Justice right. League, uh, ju- well the Zack Snyder Justice League, um, the, so, uh, yeah, those movies are a lot more dire. The Snyderverse is a lot more dire.
2: Yeah, as very we're dark. coming
0: out, as we're coming out of the Snyderverse, those other movies aren't as dire. Mm-hmm. And I know that DC is quite happy to release R-rated, eighteen movies but it's quite nice as well to have more friendly family movies. So yeah. in, in the, in the movie theater, there was a good mixture of children and adults, which is yeah. fine. Like, um... I
1: was the only person in my theater that didn't have a kid with them. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: um, yeah. No, I think, I think to be honest, overall, I think the movie flowed well. I was quite pleased with it. I sat there. I wouldn't say at any point was I bored or looking at my watch. I knew it was a two hour movie,
2: mm-hmm. but,
0: but yeah, no, I think it was well put together, but, Anyway, so I think it'd be nice to move along to characters because I think characters is actually a big part of this movie. It's yeah. Very, although it's a um, Zachary Levi movie, and he is the front and center man of this film, it is still an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. uh, which and they're completely reliant on on, on uh, Captain Every Power. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, Captain
1: Every Power Junior. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I think like they, they, so with with as she's known in the comics, Mary Marvel. I think that Mary is a really well. She was in the first one. She's much more in the limelight. I think mm. they've done well with her as well. Uh, I think the new additions as well, the three sisters. Uh, I think they they. I wouldn't say their background wasn't fleshed out, but it wasn't massively fleshed out but still yeah. I think that there was strength around the fact that we had Lucy Lou and um I forget the other actress's name um
1: Helen Mirren and Rachel yeah yeah Helen
0: Mirren, Helen Mirren, yeah Helen Mirren and um they're actresses that you have faith in you mm-hmm. know you know they're quite they're, they're extremely well known and they, they've got yeah you know, go through their IMDB probably goes on for years uh Lucy Liu, I've always been a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't know if you ever heard me say that I watched Elementary, where she played Joan Watson. Uh, so I was always been a fan of those. I think the the younger girl was it Anne
2: mm-hmm. as
0: well. I think was was actually quite a good addition. Yeah. I did see that twist coming a mile off. Uh, How could uh, you, you not? Did you see it?
1: Probably well, yeah, because the- she seemed genuinely interested in Freddie.
0: Yeah, not not the first scene. The first scene when they meet in the corridor, not so much. Initially, I I didn't see any twists come in. Initially, my first Mm -hmm. twist, uh, the first scene, I didn't see any twists come in. Um, But as we then got, as she started to ask more questions about, oh, you're the guy that met the superheroes, Mm -hmm. I started to see that. I thought, okay, like, lost the deal. Yeah. um,
1: But where did you sit? What? Why would you ask that?
0: Yeah, that was a weird yeah, that was a weird question. To, yeah. I guess it was a way of getting him talking about them. Yeah. So like yeah, what did you say? So um yeah, no no, it was a good it was a good um it was a good twist, but it was one that became obvious I think after that first scene. So
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I do think that we got better villains this time around. Like I mm-hmm. I, I love oh, Mark I Strong and villains. I did like Dr. Savannah, but I think that like the, like the three daughters of atlas as villains were much better like they were much mm-hmm. stronger villains and i believed their reason more than i believed his reason um so yeah. i think that we did get a level up on the villains and yeah, we got I, a yeah, dragon like how cool is that i don't care how old you are like dragons to me are always cool
0: <laughs> i think the, the parents i would say a paper thin. whilst they you know, came across very genuine in their, Mm -hmm. in their love for their children. They they are, they are not given any development in this Mm -hmm. film or the previous film. Uh, they are there just to tick the box of having.
2: Yes. Loving
1: parents. parents. Yes.
0: Loving parents. I mean, it was a nice scene between the mum and Billy. Yeah.
1: And when he finally um, called her mom, that was really mm, sweet.
0: That was obvious as well. That was coming when he called her name earlier in the film. Yeah. I thought, okay, by the end of the movie, he's going to call her mom. Yeah. Uh, Uh, so, but the, like the, the, you know, the the guy, the, the the dad, he's in um the Walking Dead. What well, a it's finished now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a character that I really like in the Walking Dead. Who um oh I'm terrible with names, but he he, he works for the king, the king uh, with the lion. Um, Ezekiel, but, yeah, Ezekiel, yeah, yeah. He's like part of that community. Mm-hmm. So, but I uh, that, so that again because I see him in the Walking Dead. What I used to see him regularly in the Walking Dead. I. I loved seeing him in this movie, but that's where they sometimes get off. I think a little bit having actors that have a fan base themselves Mm -hmm. that they probably think we don't need to flesh out their character too much because you know we're gonna there will be an element of Walking Dead fans watching this and stuff like that. So well, I also Uh, think though,
1: like the they're not even secondary characters. I think the parents in this one are like third level characters because the. The bond in this film is between the siblings mm-hmm. um so You've i think, that think they it. they do that really well um and i like i don't think that the parents changed from the first film to the second film so i don't really feel like you miss out on anything by them just kind of being background
0: yeah no 100 yeah. i think um i think in some ways actually something you just said just made me think in some ways this is about two like two families versus each other you've got the three right. sisters one family versus the found family of the shazams yeah so and it kind of um, they they both have their own needs each family has their own needs right. and their own agenda um however the shazam family actually is able to stay together and stay strong
2: mm-hmm.
0: despite not all been blood related whilst the three sisters who have lived for over 6,000 years mm-hmm. aren't completely on the same page and right. united as the Shazam family. And once they start united, they can see that actually that some of them are more corrupted than others. Right. Uh, and they start to fall apart by not having the same agenda and the same beliefs. Mm-hmm. So they um, they start to become inspired by the Shazam family, and which causes more friction. <laughs> and yes. fall out and break up and, and it's a common thing used in many movies of or, or tv shows uh but it, it is very much two families versus each other mm-hmm. and I kind of liked the, uh, the analogy that Helen Miriam did give Shazam uh in terms of you know someone took coin from your house and then dropped it and then your neighbor picked it up you know would you not want still want that coin back etc and I liked how she simplified it in terms of their needs. But her needs, I think that generally was Helen Miriam's character's needs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, Lucy Liu's character.
1: She wanted far vengeance. Bigger.
0: She, yeah, had far, and, and that is where it normally goes wrong. It's vengeance.
1: Yep, vengeance. So
0: when you're blinded by rage, normally things go wrong. So. That's usually how it uh, works. <laughs> so um, there's many characters in this film, as we just discussed. But mm-hmm. do you have a favorite at all?
1: Ooh, um, honestly, I think I'm going to have once. to give it to Big Shazam this time. Like, I think Freddy was my favorite in the first film. Um, but I think just Shazam was my favorite this time. Uh, definitely one of my favorite parts from him is like when he's giving his big speech at the end and he's like, OK, no more secrets, yada, yada, yada. Like, here's the truth. And everybody is like, we're superheroes. And then uh, Pedro is like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like without skipping a beat shazam is like yeah buddy we know and, and everybody is like yeah and and i thought that, that was like really sweet but i just thought that it showed how much billy has matured, even though he like again he is still an idiot and that is literally how the film starts with him on the couch like oh my god i'm such an idiot but yeah. like he, he's still an idiot but like he has matured in a way that like he now feels a sense of responsibility for these siblings of his which is definitely a long way from where he was at the beginning of the first film. Um, so it's just great to see him being so like casual and supportive of his siblings. Like, yeah, buddy, we know, like we know you're gay. What's the big deal. Like, it's not a problem. Mm. And I just, I love that. I, I love that. Everybody just is like, it's not a problem. We already know that. But again, like we're superheroes. Like that's, that's the point we're trying to get across. Not the point that you're gay, but I just, I thought that was really sweet, but I think, I think Zachary Levi did a really good job uh, again, Carrie in this film, um, and I think you just feel the weight of the decisions that he has to make this time a bit more. So I really, I really just yeah, Big Shazam is definitely my favorite character this time around.
0: Yeah, no, I liked that. I like that he handled. I mean, essentially, it's an adult. It's a weird scenario, isn't it? Like Shazam, he's mm-hmm. playing an adult. Um having to generally give the persona, person persona personality or whatever. He's trying to push across a character of being an adult,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whilst at the same time knowing that actually he's an 18-year-old, or almost mm-hmm. 18-year-old. Um, it's kind of a weird concept as an actor, I would imagine, to do. He's having to skate the line because he is an 18-year-old. He's trying to yeah. play the mind of an 18-year-old as an adult. Mm-hmm but also at the same time convince everybody else that he is an adult. And I love that the times where he does get caught out, especially like that mid credit sequence with, um, uh, there's, the. The suicide Squad people,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, where he's like, they're like, Oh, Billy Batson. He's like, Billy Batson, I uh, know oh, no, oh, that uh, that's a, a yeah. cool name, uh, for uh, someone who uh, that sounds like a, a guy who's really handsome. And uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah,
2: like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it though, how he tries to speak like he is an adult, mm-hmm. but not an adult. Like, I think yeah. that's a really unique sort of thing to put across. Like, yes. I, don't know, it's, and and trying, I think he, d- he does that very, very well. well.
1: No, but uh, yeah, uh, what you're saying, like, he's. Essentially, you are a child in an adult body, but like you still very much behave like a child, and that comes across very well. Like and he's
0: trying to convince people at the same time that he is an adult, like right. it's a weird, and way nobody's
1: of... buying it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> well, some people are buying it that aren't close to him, but yeah. like, yeah, so uh, I think for me, my <sighs> I was torn on this. Like I in some ways I had like three. Mm-hmm. Um okay. I, like but I, I I'll stick with my my I'll tell you my one, but I, I liked the newcomer, um uh Rachel uh Ziegler, who played mm-hmm. Amphia. I liked her, I thought she was good. Yeah. I also liked Freddie still, yeah. obviously played by Jack Grazer, and Adam Brody, who I thought did a really good job of portraying Freddie as adult. Mm-hmm. I very much kind of skated the line a bit like Shazam when yeah. he was like about Anthea, like, yeah, about how, how, um, how he's the real hero. Like yeah. I might have all the powers, but he's the real hero. Like I was just like, this is like Shazam now. And I was like, if you are really trying to get the girl, you're really like when she finds out that you are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, yeah, that's going to be funny. But no, for me, I thought my, my actual favorite, the person who stood out to me the most was, um, Grace Curry, the one who plays Mary Bromfield, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Subira Mary, Mm -hmm. um, or a.k.a. Mary Marvel from the comics. So I thought that she did a good job because I loved that. We got more time of her. Mm -hmm. She's clearly the brains of this whole Shazam team. And she's the heart of it as well, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's very much actually Billy's inspiration for this movie. I think so too, yeah. He goes to her, and I think it's, I think it's my she should be given more props for really being the leader of this team. Yeah, and he acknowledges
1: he's like I I don't know anything like I don't I don't know how I have the wisdom of solo man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then she yeah corrects him and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. but even without her powers, like how heroic she she was, Mm and uh, so when we had the unicorn moment at the end where young girl goes to throw the skittles, and she just literally grabs her and goes to pull, goes to pull her out of the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She has no powers at that point. She's probably going to get skewed by that unicorn horn.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but she but she does yeah, it anyway. She does it anyway. So, yeah. I think I really I really enjoyed it. I, I think I love the fact as well that she was well, a couple of things I loved about it was the adult part of her. Like mm-hmm. when you saw her hung over with the glasses, I thought that yeah. was cool. But also how intelligent she is. She says like she chills out by reading like organic textbooks. chem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like by, by basically being a scientist. Well, not scientist, but by reading, you know, like say biochemistry, whatever. Uh, and that's her chill out thing. And yeah. I thought if that's if that's her chill out thing, I was like she must be super bright.
2: So, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, no, I loved all of that. I thought it was brilliant. So I love, and I I just thought as a as an actress, she came across really well portraying that balance of yeah actually being an adult and not being and but kind of it's a weird age isn't it 18 because you're like in the middle of child and adult
1: and, well but she's 20 or 21 yeah no yeah. No,
0: no I mean oh. so sort of between those ages sort of 18 oh, to 21 like yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. know this sorry I saw I meant to say, between 18 and 21 it's a weird setup because you'll be in a mixture of different friendship groups or right. even have people that are the same age as you and different and might still be studying and you might have a job or or, or whatever mm-hmm. or some people aren't doing any of it there's bumming around mm-hmm. and so she's in that weird world and if you look at the the whole group of them all the way down to the young girl who's probably like eight and yeah so she's got the whole child but also adult yeah kind of kind of semi-parental thing going on so i don't know i thought she handled it really well so i liked that
1: so. yeah i love the pep talk she gives him, where she's like we are not your mom and dad like you're not gonna lose us the way that they left that they abandon you. Like we're mm-hmm. not going to abandon you. And I I loved that little conversation that she had with Billy.
0: Yeah, I liked that too. I thought that was nice. So, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite part though from the movie was, unfortunately, so for her uh, was just before she lost her powers. But I loved how she really didn't give up. Like mm-hmm. you know, she was really trying to get away with that with that the seed. Yeah, yeah, with the apple. Yeah, so. Uh, I knew it was inevitable that she was gonna get struck and lose her powers, but um, I thought it was good though that she she gave it her all. So yeah. and she other than Shazam at that point, she was the last one left to have yeah. powers. So um, I
1: <laughs> I loved the interaction between Freddie and the wizard.
2: Oh yeah and how yeah. the
1: wizard did not call him by his name until like the end of the film. Mm-hmm. He was like, Come on, Jeff. And he's like, Did you just call me Jeff? Like <laughs> what the
0: hell? Oh yeah. I thought it was great that the wizard got a lot more screen time. Yes, uh, I love Damon and...
1: Huntsu so much.
0: Oh, he's a brilliant actor. <clears throat> like and just to see him at the end all tidied up and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, he looked he looked real fly. He looked he looked a lot like Midnight from uh Constantine. Like he looked very oh, yeah. much like that character.
0: So, yeah. yeah no, I loved actually the Freddy and the wizard dynamic was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It was fun to see Freddy get to interact with someone like from that world. Mm. Um, Also, one of my favorite scenes completely inappropriate, but I laughed all the same was when Darla is riding the unicorn and she just screams, taste the rainbow, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was good, too. That yeah. was
1: so funny. Of course, they bleeped out the whole word, but still, like, mm. you could tell that's what she was going to say. And I was like, this girl is crazy she's riding on this demon unicorn talking about taste of rainbow motherfucker. like what
0: <laughs> <laughs> um okay so yeah let's talk about the structure of this movie um <clears throat> I, I, this is where like i had a thought on this mm-hmm. and this is kind of something that i've seen it happen a lot where this movie purely happens because of one thing that happened right. in the previous one the breaking of the staff mm-hmm. And the, and the whole irresponsibilities of just leaving it on the floor. And yeah. even as uh, even as Billy said later on, you know, I wasn't the only one there. You know, everyone else could have picked that stuff up too. Yeah. Uh, so I was like that one thing, that mm-hmm. one thing that he did. And whilst I get it, at the time it beat that bad guy, it creates this whole other movie. Now, don't get it wrong. That's, it's a common thing that's used throughout yeah. you know, entertainment. And I'm sure if I was to write a story at some point, I probably would use it myself. But it was more the whole leaving the staff laying around on the floor was I found a really irritating thing that they did. And but he's I'm a sure. Kid.
1: What else would he be, have done with it?
0: No, but I'm sure the others. I, I do agree with him. His one point where he said, I wasn't the only one there. Yeah. Mary is older. Mary could have at least grabbed that staff. Yeah. So, and I get the one they left it on the floor. At the time, they probably didn't think they needed it. Like, and. And it was a great loophole for the writers to go back and use it. So, uh, whether or not that was planned, I do not know. But, (laughs) but yeah, that that kind of that played in my mind at the beginning of this film, thinking if that one thing hadn't happened, this movie just wouldn't exist. Very true. Or I'm sure they would have found another way to have done it. But it, you know, they would have said something happened, etc. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought. It's, I think it's just irritating, and I've said it before when characters do stupid things. But mm-hmm. if characters don't do stupid things, a lot of the time,
2: right? We don't, don't have happen. films, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like they, they. Do. So anyway, that was just my initial thing. But anyway, to talk about this, the structure of this movie for me, I think it was actually well written. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it had some really clever setup in certain areas as well. There were several things I thought throughout the movie. That they set up quite nicely it wasn't i don't think the writing was poor it was definitely not a wonder woman 1984 you know that, that was a terror obviously a terrible sequel um and
1: outside I mean, I to, of christopher nolan's films this is the best follow-up that dc has done in in yeah. 12 dceu films this is well, no, best the, one. no
0: the, the, the suicide squad was a good follow-up
1: so, oh, that's, that's true okay so this yeah. would be the second best
0: yeah, yeah so but generally dc have really struggled with follow-up movies and i think yeah. they actually did a really good job of as a follow-up movie and i know i did notice this like i said throughout the movie that they had clever setups like the skittles thing they mm-hmm. had they had the young girl had the very the skittles beginning. several yeah. times with the, you know the bowl of skittles you know the skittles was used very cleverly it wasn't like she just threw the skittles Randomly, right? Like, like, and that probably would have been something that happened in Wonder Woman eighty four, but the, I, 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 have to admire how clever they were in terms of putting this together. Because yes. you've got to think they had a lot of characters to keep, a, um, keep track of.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and yeah, even like Billy and his stepmom, the whole setup of calling her mum later on. Mm-hmm. There was so much small setup, and even the you know the revelation of I'm gay. That mm-hmm. that that again had a small setup where he glanced down at the magazine earlier in the film mm-hmm. and saw the guy with his top off. And I, I, I was like, oh, I wonder because it's so much going on, I didn't think what are they gonna do with that. Like yeah. is that just a throw away glance down and nothing's gonna happen? Because I that's actually what I thought. I didn't think we were gonna come back to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and because it's so big, this story, not big story, but so such a big cast, mm-hmm. I think they've done such a good job in handling. <sighs> The character development that they did get now they didn't none of them got a vast amount of character development right but it was more of an action it's this was a blockbuster movie basically mm-hmm. but they did enough i think throughout the movie to create a fairly solid i think story you know or they did a good job in origin of the the villains um and also gave good backstory as well as creating good setup for yeah. smaller plot lines as well as larger plot lines. Um I mean what do you think about sort of the writing and how they structured the film?
1: I mean I thought it was well laid out. It it flowed really well. Nothing felt out of place. Um I think I, I don't know I like I, I think I just like you said it was over it was just over two hours because it has like a two hour and five minute runtime. But yeah. like I didn't feel it. You know it didn't feel no. lengthy. It didn't feel long everything that they did felt well-placed. Like whether or not you believe the whole God's story is a different thing. I think, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, but like if I would have cut or changed anything, I might've adjusted some of the time that we spent in like the God realm um, and made that a bit less. I mean, I probably only would have shaved off maybe another five or 10 minutes of the film, but that's really my only complaint is that a lot of that space was wasted. Like we didn't really need that sequence of Freddie, like tumbling and rolling and trying to be all stealthy to get the apple. Um, We could have just had him sneaking around to get the apple without all of the dramatics. Uh, But other than that, I think like, I I don't really have any complaints with the structure or, and I mean, I enjoyed the writing. I think the writing made sense for the characters that we got. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like any of the characters except for Darla and her F bomb. Like other than that, (laughs) like I, I feel like all of the characters felt very, much like themselves, like the characters that we are already familiar with from the first film. Nobody Mm -hmm. felt out of place. Nobody felt weird. Um, And even like the new villains, like each of them had their own distinct personality that you felt like, I felt like they kept their own personalities throughout the entire film, even when they were switching sides, you know? Um, So I, I mean, I, I liked it. I think that they did a good job of playing up to each of the individual actors strengths because I think you got six kids that turn into six different adults so you've got 12 main characters essentially plus all of your background characters you know like like you said it's a lot of people to keep up with but everybody felt very genuine to themselves
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I as part of me thought or felt sorry when I watched this it was sounds pretty pretty cheesy but a bit like coming home I think because that first Mm -hmm. film like I think, did a very good job in creating that family atmosphere. Yes, and and showing the the sort of the home that they lived in, and and then we got to go back to that that world again. And when this ended, I thought because I, obviously I knew I was hearing about the drama before we got there. Mm-hmm. I thought I do hope that we get a Shazam three. I don't yeah. think we will. I don't think we will. But... And That's
1: a bummer. I really because I really think that this franchise of all of the pieces that DC has going, this one feels the most different. Like Suicide Squad and, and- is definitely way out there, but like. Shazam just feels like a feel-good kind of franchise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not... Yeah, you're dealing with villains and there are big stakes at play, but, like, it is it is so not heavy like most of the rest of the DCEU. And it just... It's nice to have a franchise like this because, like you said, it's, it's easy to watch, it's light, and the rewatchability of it is very high. Whereas, like, with... You know the Justice League or Batman versus Superman; those are heavy films. Like one or two times, maybe three times, to watch them, and you're good. But like, I feel like Shazam is the kind of movie you could just throw it on, like on a Saturday while you're cleaning, and you know it's just like background noise, pretty much.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've like I've watched the first Shazam quite a lot. I probably mm. i actually really weirdly watched that one more than Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it's easy to.
2: Yeah,
0: and even the Justice League's well, the first. Uh, the Joss Whedon Justice League is trash, but the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League is actually a really strong movie. But it's four hours long, yeah. so uh, which is fine. Which is fine. Like um, it's fine for the fact that they gave <clears throat> they gave in. Mm-hmm. Like, DC gave what well, Warner Brothers gave in, and gave people what they wanted. But with this movie and the previous movie, I think these are good family films, and they've got a lot more watchability about them than those right. movies. So. Um, Anyway, uh favorite scenes within the movie. I would say there there was many actually, many scenes I enjoyed throughout this film. But one that I actually think was brilliant was that we finally got something that we should have had in the previous movie. Actually had Gal Gadot Wonder mm. Woman and I know they teased it earlier in the yeah. movie. Yeah, I
1: didn't know she was going to be in it. So like I wore this is I wore my Wonder Woman shirt to the theater today and like I knew that there was like a stunt double I didn't know, I didn't realize before I went that it was a dream sequence, but I knew that there was a Wonder Woman stunt double that was in the film. But I didn't know Gal was in it at all. And so yeah. like, I got really excited when she popped up at the end.
2: I thought
0: that was brilliant. Like when-
1: Yeah, because I forgot oh. too. When when they were like, is there anything that we can do? Like we have the staff and the wizard is like, no, the staff is depleted. And like, we don't have any gods. And I was like, oh shit, we don't have any gods. And I totally forgot that she's a demigod. And so like, when she walked up, I was like- Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. I, I be great.
0: I actually wondered because of the fact that, that it was most likely not going to be a Shazam 3,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was like actually thinking, like, they actually are going to do it. They're going to leave Billy dead. That's literally where I thought they were going to go. Me too. Me too. And I, Me too. I actually thought they, they are going to leave him dead and that will be it. That will be the end of the Shazam mm-hmm. saga. And we'll just have to get about Black Adam because that's probably where that's going anyway. And I thought that that is going to be it. And then when they said it's the only thing we can do, and like you say we've got no other gods,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, my brain was going. I was like, hold on, like. And, and then suddenly that music kicks
1: in. Yeah, that, the music. That,
0: and I thought, oh, please don't be another stunt double where we don't see the face
1: and get out. Uh, yep.
0: Uh, and that's why because I thought obviously we'd had the tease earlier in the film with the stunt double. So I'm assuming that that was done. I, <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption that the stunt double in the dream sequence was probably done deliberately
2: mm-hmm.
0: as a bit of a funny nod to the previous film with, with the stunt double with Superman. I think and, so. And that was probably meant to be a funny thing. Yeah. And, but also to tease the audience, because if you'd have had Galvano in that dream sequence,
2: mm-hmm. it
0: wouldn't have been a surprise to have right, a walk-in ab- at right the in. end. Yeah. yeah, And I think if they'd have shown her in the dream sequence, if you'd have been standing around then at the end, people would have been like, well, Wonder Woman's been in this film already. So yeah. so the fact you didn't see her face, the audience would have known that wasn't actually Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. or, well, Gal Gadot. But for me, yeah, that was my favorite scene. I thought it was brilliant. So and I did think to myself, this movie has generally been able to stand on its own outside the DCU, but yeah. also in it. Right. But, and I did think it was great. This is one of the things I do love about shared universes is when we can have those cameos. Yes. So,
1: I mean, I uh, think that they use cameos well. Like the dream sequence was a bit, mm, but even in the first film, like you don't see Henry Cavill cause it's obviously not Henry Cavill, but like that was still a really good cameo to have Superman show up at the school cafeteria. Like I really did enjoy that in the first film. And in this one, um, I, I did. I'm so glad that we got Diana. Like, I'm so glad that she showed up and she was like, all the gods ain't dead. Um, which of course, then it just makes me really pissed that DC canned the Ava DuVernay uh, new gods Movie that we were supposed to get because it's like, oh, you you had so many great setups to introduce these new gods, and now, who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe our our boy Jimbo will revive the new gods. I don't know. I'm, sure, but... I'm
0: assuming this is probably the last time we'll see Galadriel. Yeah, one one.
1: that's unfortunate as well. Uh, but I would say like my favorite scene is definitely like that end fight scene with. Uh, Shazam oh, the and the dragon yeah. and Lucy Lou. And just like the fact that he is is just like, no, you know, he he tells uh Hespera, like, okay, well, if 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 I can get this staff powered up enough, can I kill the dragon? And she was like, Yeah, you can, but you're also gonna destroy everything else inside this dome. And so at that point when he's like, well, I got one more favor to ask. And I was like, oh no, he's gonna, he's gonna sacrifice himself. Like he's gonna ask her to make the dome only surround the stadium and that's sure enough that's exactly what he did and uh, just like the maturity that he displayed at the very end where he's like this is the only way I know I can do this I, I know that I can make this work and I'm not letting anybody else die here today um, I really just I really loved it I loved it The and then the big like shazam scream at the end with that giant lightning bolt like that was just really good I thought that the whole ending sequence that was a nice boss battle
0: Mm-hmm. um question about anything we always ask or discuss is there anything you'd cut or change or anything like that mm-hmm. and the one thing i would change is we all know that shazam is not called shazam I, i'll be honest with you i don't read shazam or black adam in the comics but i am aware that he has been known as captain marvel
2: uh-huh.
0: i do know dc has been moving away from that even being on the front page and stuff like that now if, i don't know if you caught At one point, someone did call him Captain Marvel. Um, (laughs) I thought that was good, but and I was really hoping, okay, they're going to do it. They're going to be brave and actually do it. And when he says at the end of the wizard, "What's my superhero name?" and he goes, "It's Shazam,"
2: I was like, "Oh," (laughs) and
0: I thought, "No, like, why couldn't you have done it, Captain Marvel?" Like. And I, I, I know that DC and Warner Brothers probably don't want to do that because fans are probably like,
1: what? Mm-hmm. I'm like,
0: you can't do that. Marvel I've got Captain Marvel. But he was Captain Marvel before. Yeah, he was Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel
1: long before we got Carol Danvers.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and also, well, Carol Danvers wasn't the actual first Captain Marvel. They had a male Captain Marvel first in the comics. Mm. But um, I, that's the one thing I would have done. I would have ended it with your real name is Captain Marvel.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she could have been Mary Marvel and yeah. all the rest of it. I don't know. I just thought, like, that's the one bit I would have changed because I thought it was cool that they were brave enough to call him Captain Marvel at one point, but not to actually follow that. Yeah, through. not to, so... it for
1: it to be, it's just one of the many bajillion of names that he is called by.
0: Because he can't go out and say I'm Shazam because mm-hmm. there's problems then.
1: Yeah, because then he'd change every single yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's he going to do? Just hold a piece of paper and say, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: Hopefully, we get another film to find out.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll um, see. anyway, there was two mid-credit sequences, what, well, mid and post. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the mid-credit sequence had Shazam potentially being recruited by Amelia and John from uh, the Peacemaker TV series and the Suicide Squad to join the Justice Society. It's kind of a comedy moment. Apparently, there was like, well, Jasmine said it earlier,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there
0: should have been other actors in it. Do you know which characters were meant to be in it or not?
1: Yes, it was supposed to be Hawkman and Cyclone.
0: Okay. Um, I think that would have been awesome. I yeah, think, me too. Like, that, that would have been much better for me. Um, And I just don't get why Warner Brothers rolled over for The Rock. He's not that powerful.
1: I, I mean, mean, he I was not... powerful enough to tank three franchises, though.
0: Um, What what do you mean by that? Oh, which ones are you referring Black
1: to? Black Adam, Superman, and Shazam.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um well he wasn't trying to tank them but he did (laughs) so he was trying to he was trying to tank shazam Mm -hmm. he wasn't trying to tank the other two yeah he wanted to invite those well your
1: actions have consequences sir
0: well, I think his actions did cause the cancellation of Superman and Black Adam. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a shame we didn't get those. I think that Black Adam movie was a good movie. And I think the people that were in the Justice Society were brilliant. And I would love to see them again. I yeah. don't think we will. I think they're done. Yeah. I think that Black Adam. That's
1: such a bummer because I really, really liked Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. I really yeah. did. And I love so. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. But, you know, Dr. Mm. Fate kind of died in Black Adam. So, yeah.
0: However, Amelia and John I think are funny. I think they have a good yes. relationship. Um I think he's probably not going to join the Justice Society, but I did think it was a nice cameo. So, which cause then it doesn't completely ignore Black Adam. So mm-hmm. and maybe there's a chance for a Justice Society down the road. We'll have to see. Fingers crossed.
1: Uh, Fingers crossed. We got to uh, see what Jimbo's got up his sleeve.
0: Yeah. So and uh, then the would-
1: post credit scene is. Almost a frame-by-frame frame shot of the mid credit scene from the last film, except that Dr. Savannah now has a bearded mustache. But, like, literally, we go back to the prison. He is still in his prison cell. The Caterpillar comes back. The Caterpillar is Mr. Mind. And he's just like, the fuck, mid! It's been two and a half years. Like, what is the deal? And the Caterpillar is like, I don't have legs. Like, I have to slither everywhere. It takes me a very long time to get from one place to another. And he's mm. like what is the plan? What are we doing? And the caterpillar's like, I got one more thing I got to take care of. And then he leaves again. And Savannah is like, you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> It's just like the most ridiculous end credit scene. Because he's really like, you told me two years ago you had a plan, and then you disappeared for two years, and now you come back, and then you're leaving again without telling me the plan again? And he's like, yeah, I'll be back. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Uh, so when the way that ends, that kind of irritates me, considering it's most likely not going to get a third film.
1: Yeah, I wonder so, if they did that on purpose. Like the "I'll be back," except I won't be.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I I don't know. I want DC to give this a third film, but I don't think yeah. I think it's done. I think
1: that's so. a shame. I I do enjoy this franchise. I very much enjoy the Shazam franchise. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Jimbo and the Rock t- tanked this so i think they're both responsible for various things
1: well i think oh, yeah. jimbo was inadvertent like he was like this is the mess how do we clean it up so i think he was very strategic in what he did whereas the rock was more like selfish like yeah no no this is about me and who can make me look the best mm-hmm. so I... <sighs> I different know. motives but still the same result
0: well the rock wanted the dcu to be sort of the rock the rock rock see you or something
1: like
0: that yeah like he wanted wanted a rock universe
1: see that's what happened Uh, dc should have called vin diesel to have a conversation with vin diesel like hey man why'd you kick the rock out of your franchise and vin (laughs) diesel would have been like let me let me write you a novel (laughs) as to what happened with fast i I love
0: the fact that they made a fast and furious reference in this. yes I bet I bet I bet the rock did not like that. So well,
1: I mean, how could they not? Like it's Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is in the Fast and Furious oh, yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. So I, you yeah, well that yeah. I
0: love it how he's like, yeah, I learned from the Fast and Furious all about family. I yeah. was like, oh that classic line. <laughs>
1: Although
0: I bet you any money, the Rock doesn't actually watch this film. So
1: Oh no, of course not.
0: He's not gonna watch this film. So um yeah, I don't know. I like you know I really like The Rock. When he's in movies, I enjoy him.
1: Yeah, me too. I like real. it's it's turning into the same thing like with Tom Cruise. Like, I love Tom Cruise movies, but Tom Cruise is batshit crazy in real life. Like, I would never want to hang out with Tom Cruise in real life. But, like, you put Tom Cruise in a movie and, like, I'm going to go see it because it's a Tom Cruise movie.
0: I, mean, I don't know. So, Tom Cruise, I think, is an absolutely brilliant actor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he's just so self absorbed. Yeah. And then, and then The Rock, I think, is actually just like Tom Cruise. I think he is a brilliant, you know, he will, I will watch a film because yeah. he walks in it. Yeah. I think the rock actually is now really going down the Tom Cruise road for me. Um,
1: It seems like it, which is unfortunate. Come back, rock. Come, come back, please.
0: I think you just need to lower your ego a little bit.
1: Let's go back to the way you were when you did walking tall or the rundown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I shared this uh, years ago, not years ago, months ago where (laughs) somebody said in the comments on a post every movie I feel like that Dwayne Johnson's in is just another rock movie. Like, you know, it's just, it's not, even though they're all separate films, they said, I feel like I'm just watching the rock part uh, 73. <laughs> and, and then I remember sharing, I actually screenshot that comment. Because I thought it was brilliant. And I just shared it with a friend and they said, yeah, like, I agree with what you're saying or agree with this comment. However, I still enjoy it, and I'm very much looking forward to The Rock Part 74. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: I mean same. Uh, like I I I am a fan of his body of work.
2: Hmm. But
1: like I am not really a fan of what he does behind the scenes. Like I just don't It's not always about you, you know? Like hmm. you you're stepping into these franchises that are already established and you trying to come in and take over an established franchise, I have a problem with. But like hmm. If you had built Black Adam from the ground up, then like, okay, fine, I'll give you that. But like, why is it that you're building Black Adam, but you're also like pulling the strings for Superman and then you're suppressing some of the things that are supposed to be happening with Shazam? Like you He could
0: he he could have tried to really strengthen that. Like he Yeah. He could he could have even said, Oh, look, do you want me for a cameo?
1: He turned down a cameo. They asked him, and he said no, he would not do a cameo for Shazam too.
0: See, he should have taken he should have done it. Like he should have sucked it up and done it. He should, if he was trying to support this shared universe and been the don that he thinks he is, he should have been. You know, like it's like I say to my kids. You know, you you need to be promoting each other, not 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 tearing each other down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: like, you're all you're all part of the uh, same like group of family characters, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I have. I you know, this is all speculation. Like we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but like it just seems like he makes it difficult to get things done almost kind of like the way that people talk about ed norton like ed norton is a brilliant actor but ed norton is very difficult to work with Hmm. because he always wants input on what happens with the scripting and what happens with the with the blocking and what happens with the direct like he wants to put his hands in every aspect of the filmmaking and it's like at some point you you are the actor like act You Mm -hmm. you don't get to be the director and the cinematographer and the writer and and all stuff.
0: Unless it's your story, your creation, you know, like... um, So I think I heard things like, what The Rock say, well, you know, I've got... I think he's trying to now really... (laughs) Look at what other franchises he's got. He's got the Jumanji franchise.
1: Yeah, but that second film was awful. The first one was great. The second film was awful. Like, do Mm -hmm. better.
0: (laughs) Well, I think they're going to also try and grow... Sephora out of it and stuff like that now. Yeah. So, anyway. but see, I
1: think The Rock is really good at that kind of stuff. Like he is yeah. good at playing the super campy, like he's really good in Jumanji. You mm-hmm. know, I just I don't know. I I don't know. That's another uh, another thread for another day. Yeah.
0: So uh, okay, we'll try and wrap this up now. So, what would you rate this movie?
1: Um, I would give this movie. Yeah, I give this movie a four.
0: I think I'll give it a three point five okay yeah so next episode we will be reviewing we're gonna game content this up and uh, we're A whole gonna going month back. of gaming yeah so the whole of april we will do some gaming adapted content so mm-hmm. we will be jumping back to 1993 for the super mario brothers movie uh you all know bob hoskins so
1: and john leguizamo oh my god i love Hi. this movie so much i'm so excited
0: i haven't seen this movie in a long time but i loved it so <laughs>
1: it does not um, age well i promise
0: i can <laughs> it's imagine gonna so, it's going to be
1: terrible
0: a long time since i've seen it so yeah it's probably going to be another of the duck in the making but, yeah anyway. I, I think so <laughs> anyway you can follow us on social media with geeks and Niche everywhere instagram facebook and twitter please follow like share say yeah hello. come
1: talk to us and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast google podbean apple spotify we're everywhere so please leave us a five-star review and tell your geek friends Good journey. Good journey.